It's time for Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. Ken loves talking about breaking mobility news, while Sasha loves sharing the latest in new technology. So ready or not, the opinionated duo with a futuristic twist, here's Ken and Sasha. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Welcome to another hour of America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. We are Roadworthy Drive. So glad you could join us. We are Ken Chester and Sasha Little, your tour guides for the hour. And as usual, we have so much to share with you, it's sometimes hard to know where to start. Wait, 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 wait. I'm a tour guide now? Yes, tour guide. A tour guide. So do I get like the fancy hat and and the uniform? Um, I don't think the suits are going to go for that, Sasha. Oh, come on. No, I don't think so. All right. Uh, no, uh, no, no. Tour guide's a name <laughs> as opposed to outfit. I, yeah, no. Hey, anything a girl can do to get a new pair of shoes? N- yeah, but isn't your closet already full? N- that is not what we should be discussing on uh-huh. an automotive and technology talk show. Uh-huh. I think 110 pair of shoes <laughs> is a bit excessive. Why are you busting me up? I'm just keeping it real, people. Folks, 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 don't don't let Sir uh, Mr. Chester there. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in any case, uh, in terms of starting, you know, where to start, we're going to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, beginning with odds and ends from the parts bin, we will lead off with a Tesla news roundup simply because, well, Tesla. Because, because. Yeah. And we haven't talked about my Te- all-time, well, my second all-time favorite. Which is? Tesla. No- oh, Okay. All right. Because Rivian kind of... I thought you were going somewhere else. Well, you know, Canvas. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I thought it was... Yeah. <laughs> you anyway. know what? And I got to put Canvas back, too, because they aren't actually doing electric cars. What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Or autonomous. What? So I'm kind of... Yeah, I guess you're putting them on the shelf, aren't you? I am, kind of. Well, also, Sasha and I will be sharing the truth about connected cars. Yes. The right here and now of what you're dealing with. Often without your knowledge, and certainly without your permission. All the time. We will end this hour by trying to find an answer to this simple question. Is your late model car, truck, minivan, crossover, or SUV already obsolete? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to push this one further when we get there. Is your brand new just got for Christmas or going to get in the next six months going to be obsolete before your loan is up? Oh, Well, we're going to explore that question, folks. But first, (laughs) Roadworthy Drive continues to add affiliates to our growing family. So if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. And uh, let me show you around. (laughs) You can connect to the show by calling or texting the Roadworthy Drive line at 872-222-9793. If you prefer the written communication or the written word, because some people like to write. They do. They uh, do. My email address is ken at roadworthydrive.net. Either way, get you hooked up to the show. And speaking of hooked up, please welcome my bright and sassy, brassy co-host, that ray of sunshine on a cold winter day, Miss Sasha Little. Hey, hey, hey. And why am I also sassy and brassy? Because uh, we agreed that you were not often caffeinated. <laughs> I actually had to give up most caffeine, yeah. But, you know, I'm pretty sure for the record, uh-huh. uh huh. always opinionated, though. Always mm-hmm. opinionated. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Opinions often are just reiterating actual facts. Um, Not in everybody's case, though. 
I mean, that's not It's an opinion. It's what you believe, uh-huh. which may or may not be based in facts. Now, here on this show, <laughs> we believe in facts. We do believe in facts. I fact. mean, it's my whole reason mm-hmm. for launching Roadworthy Drive. We're now in our third year. Yes. And I started this show primarily because I got sick of yelling at the radio. I know. Yes. Um, with all the inaccuracies, incomplete information, uh, and sometimes you're wrong information right. that had been going out there and said I could do better. And I have this option now that I can do better. And, and I got involved because I absolutely love the show Newsroom and I get to play my two favorite parts in the mo- in the show. Let it go, Sunshine. <laughs> you that. and your fantasy. Actually, folks, she is geek extraordinaire and a heck of a researcher. Mm-hmm. And we're so glad that she's <laughs> part of the show. But speaking of research. Yes. It's 600 horsepower. Mm. It cost $155,000. Going to need that uh, and petty cash. Wait a minute. Yeah. Who do you think makes it? Is it a known automaker? It is. Is it electric? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, 600 horsepower. Is it a sedan? No, it's a coupe. Mm. And, and it's and a I, known automaker? And, and I stand corrected. It's a hybrid, not a pure electric. Oh, then I wouldn't know. Uh, Volvo. Oh, now the, see, I thought that they had given up doing hybrids. Me, oh, no. Well, they made the commitment of all electrics yeah. by 20... Hybrid, which is a partial electric, yeah. and full electrics. All right. Uh, they're launching a performance brand called Polestar. Oh. And this is the Polestar 1. So their first ever in this specific yes. line. It is a pro- it is a hot, sexy, high-performance coupe. They introduced it back in 2013 at the Frankfurt Auto Show about six years ago. Right. And it's Polestar's, their brand, their sub-brand. It's their first standalone model. And, yeah, this thing is going to be crazy. Uh, its body is completely made out of carbon fiber. No steel, no aluminum. Which means it's going to be light. Yeah. It means it's going to be fast. Uh, yeah. But and it's going to be, oh, my goodness. Which means the squirrel is going to laugh at you. No, that would be fiberglass. <laughs> Car- carbon fiber is actually used in aircraft as well. It's pretty robust, okay. but it's strong and light. Okay. Uh, All right. and they use it increasingly to keep weight in check. You know, when uh, you say that, I've got the picture of that Mentos commercial where they pick up the car and you, then they move it. You could probably pick this one up. Oh, my goodness. The body of the car without <laughs> the powertrain is probably that light. Wow. They're saying now, uh, they're saying when you ever you drive one of these, you should mm-hmm. immediately feel like you're in control and the car is ready to respond to your input no matter what you want to do. This hmm. is a GT that needs to be that needs to be easy to drive and comfortable in everyday use with a smooth and quiet hybrid drivetrain. 600 horsepower. And this is coming from Polestar's chief test driver. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I can't get excited about it. I'm really I'm really over the hybrid thing uh, now. Yeah. What, uh, the, did I mention 600 horsepower? Yeah. So, okay. All right. So you're not feeling this one. I am not. All right. Let me throw this at you. Okay. Uh, the Polestar 2, which is a coupe. I'm sorry, is a sedan. Okay. And a full electric. Oh, now you have my attention, sir. Mm-hmm. What do we is, have? This is the second one. Okay. Uh, they're expecting to uh, introduce this at the Geneva Motor Show this March. Ooh, Geneva. So is that yeah. going to be an American car here this? Uh, Geneva as in Geneva, Switzerland. I know. That's why I was asking. Is it going to be? I do not be... know. Ah. 
Well, it's uh, in 2020, so... Yeah, a 2020 model. Right. Uh, pricing's going to be a little cheaper, between forty five and 55000 Then why would I buy the 100 Never mind. Go ahead. Uh, and they're aiming square at Elon Musk and the Tesla Model 3. What are they What are they talking about for what's 300, my... 300 mile range. Which... Is getting there. I, okay, but here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Mm-hmm. For those of you who need uh, pick up the second hour, or even if you don't pick up the second hour, you'll want to listen to this second hour because I'm going on to, the website. On the website because I'm about to break something that makes range anxiety not even an issue. Uh huh. But in the meanwhile, folks, in the meanwhile, this three hundred miles. Three hundred isn't bad. It's not. My, my number, really, I think more than even price, my number uh, for me to get really excited about a full electric uh-huh. between charges, yeah. 450. See, that's, and that's my number. That's right now, um, because I drive a gas guzzling, doesn't get the best mileage. Just celebrated 200,000 miles, though. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm getting I, right Is around- that the junkyard calling? <laughs> Online, too? <laughs> Shut up. I'm just She's got to last me until I could get something else. Uh-huh. But um, uh, I am averaging right 350. So mm-hmm. uh, to me personally, 300 miles, it wouldn't be that big of a deal for me. Yeah, see, for me, 450 gets me there because it gives me it, it gives me the comfort I would need. Okay. All right. Um, Because here's the thing the biggest drawback about a pure electric particularly a battery electric as right. opposed to a fuel cell electric right right is that if i live in an apartment mm-hmm. where am i going to plug it in Ooh, if i live in or i go to a work where i have no way to plug it in now some jobs are a pure electric friendly but if i'm going to this pure electric has to be recharged yeah and unless it's a fuel cell electric where i'm putting hydrogen uh, fuel in a compressurized tank, yeah. which makes it moot, I don't need to recharge, then right now, pure electrics are kind of anti-apartments. You know? Un- unless it's an apartment building. That, that offers you a garage? Or offers me a way to plug it in. Because wouldn't the garage have an outlet in there? Mm, not always. Okay. Not always. That's a good point. Kind, kind of depends. All right. So, food for thought. Yeah. Uh, next up. It's time for a Tesla news roundup because, well, (laughs) Tesla, Uh, don't touch that dial. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You're listening to Roadworthy Drive. It's time to celebrate. Now choose 0% financing. Or up to $2,500 cash back. And get a 100,000 mile limited powertrain warranty with every nimble Daewoo Lanos, versatile Nubira, or stylish Laganza. They're all waiting for you at your Daewoo dealer. Daewoo, the obvious alternative. If you're just tuning in, welcome to Roadworthy Drive. We're Ken and Sasha, and this is our second segment for this hour. You know, I have to I have to interject. I actually owned a Daewoo. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I it was the first car that I actually had to make payments on. 
Oh, my. And uh, it lasted me exactly 11 days. Oh, no. And I bought it. I was a chick when I bought it. It was black with a single red strip. I'm I not absolutely stop it. I absolutely loved it. It was a two doors before children and you know responsibilities and stuff like that. And um uh it, like I said it lasted me 11 days. Mm-hmm. Now the the buy here pay here place that I bought it from uh yeah was amazing and they actually took it back and they put me into I I want to throw up just thinking about it but a Buick Century. What's wrong with the Buick? It's a box. It's a Buick. It was a box. It ran, I didn't went from it? a Honda. Uh-huh. And how long did it last you? I mean, that's not- No, 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 no. Hard. How long did the Buick last you? Uh, until my ex-husband decided to, you know, leave the windows open and the hood and then, yeah, it just kind of sat there. Uh, so, I mean, maybe six years. Thank you. No, enough said. Right. Right. 11 days, six years. Ladies and gentlemen, you decide. But the one was so cute, though. <laughs> 11 days, six years. That's all I got. Now, every now and then, and this is a perfect example, we like to peek on, on Elon Musk and Tesla to see what's going on. Now, like I said, the automotive industry is littered with the remains of companies who've tried to make a go in the marketplace. And this is literally from the day the industry was created, so this is nothing new. From John DeLorean and his stainless steel DMC-12, and I'm talking about that car and Back to the Future, that that futuristic car, yeah, that one. I need uh, that one. No, you don't. <laughs> you really don't. Right. To industry heavyweights, Mercury, gone. Plymouth, right. gone. Pontiac. I got a Pontiac. Gone. Pontiac, Montana. And even that noble experiment <laughs> called Saturn, can we have a moment? My second vehicle uh, that I made payments on was a... Saturn SL2 with the performance button. Performance button. Shut up. It was a performance button. Performance button. Leave me alone. Oh, my goodness. It was maroon. It had a sunroof. Uh, people, it was performance cute. button. <laughs> As I always said when they first came out, it was a good third generation Honda Civic. <laughs> I'm just saying. In any case, no automaker... Uh, or automaker wannabe is immune. There's no such thing as too big to fail in the auto business. Uh, many companies have tried. Many companies have failed. We're seeing a shakeout right now in some of the automakers that you've only heard of here that we shared with you that you may have never even known was trying. Yeah. So the fact that Tesla is not only surviving, because remember, they survived the Great Recession 10 years ago. Yes, they did, sir but are making cars that single-handedly have made EVs cool unlike anybody else. Elon Musk has made owning an electric vehicle cool. Not only that, but I mean, can we just take a moment? We have ridiculed the fact that, you know, he didn't do the, um, uh, I want to say white. Body and white. uh, Body and white. But you know Um, what? I'm going to own the fact that, the number one, Model 3, he's hitting the numbers. Yeah. Number two, we'll wait and see because the real test of any vehicle is not the day it was built, not the day it was off the line. Let's see in about three years how those first Model 3s off the line are acting. Yeah. And then we'll know if maybe that shortcut was a good idea or not. Yeah. And and that's the real issue. But I mean, he, he took things, he was revolutionary. He took things out of what was considered the norm and considered this is the way that you need to do it. And the boy is succeeding Mm -hmm. all over the place. Example. Last year, we were talking about whether or not he could build 5,000 a week in terms of Model 3s alone. 
Not only has he hit that number, but he's expecting to up that to 10,000 Model 3s a week. And they're expanding sales into Asia and Europe. So there's that. Now, this guy uh, who I'm looking at and reading his notes. Okay. Um, and I think he's smoking crack. I do. Wow. He thinks that Tesla's going to deliver in 2019. All right. 380,000 Model 3s. Now, how The only exactly... way you get there is you got to bring that Shanghai plan on, and it's not going to be ready till 2021. Now, is he saying delivering that worldwide or just... But the... even still, right now you've got one plant, mm -hmm. and that's at least 50,000 units above the typical automobile assembly plant Flat out, double shift, six days a week, we'll build 330,000 okay, units. question, and not to threaten anyone in the manufacturing business. I'm not trying to take away your jobs, but what if he went a fully autonomous tr plant? He tried that. Semi. and had He tried that and had to actually de-automate it because they couldn't get it to go. And even still, you're limited in throughput, I don't want to get off into the weeds of manufacturing, <laughs> but there are other hard limits okay. that there's only so much you can do. Okay. You've got suppliers, you've got suppliers of suppliers, and that is a whole supplier network okay. you're talking about. And okay. that's a lot of I was vehicles. just curious about how he got to that number, I guess. Well, this guy. I mean, this is not an industry guy, and I'm not convinced at all about okay. that. Now, all right. the Model Y, that's that new... Uh, SUV crossover larger than the Model X. It would need to be. That yeah. Model X was like a small but cute. Yeah. Um, they're talking about March 15th as maybe an unveiling date, <gasps> which wouldn't be bad because it's my 39th wedding anniversary. So. Oh, there you go. That wouldn't hurt. So they maybe, think they... maybe the wife will have a Model Y waiting for her. Not a chance. <laughs> They're talking about introducing it, not the fact that oh, you can buy not... one. Okay, okay. Um, and they're thinking about building that. At their Gigafactory one in Nevada, which would make sense to me. Okay. Um, really quick, uh, they talked about an electric pickup truck prototype this year. Mm -hmm. That could be a game changer. We've talked about your Rivian. Oh, We've gosh, talked yes. about Bollinger. Yes. Uh, electric workhorse. pickup trucks, yep. workhorse, yep. which was more commercial. Um, this could be a game changer. I would love to see. Is that the picture? No, that's that is their semi. I thought with, so. Yeah. With, well, yeah. with wheels. Mm -hmm. so um, I'd love to see it. I'd love to I'd see it. I'd love to see it. Are they uh, talking about an unveiling for that 2019? They're, they're saying maybe. There's there's nothing confrontational. Make me definite. I, I'd like to see that, though. Yeah. Um, more news about the Tesla Semi. Right. Uh, not sure that when it's going into production just yet. Uh, one other thing, their supercharger uh, network. Uh, their supercharger third version 3 or V3, supposed to come on last year, didn't. This year, and it's supposed to have a 200 kilowatt charge rate, which makes it a quick charger. Yep. But yep. honestly, Porsche is dealing with 400 to 800 kilowatts. Yeah, there was actually an article talking about that, about how Porsche, as far as charging stance. Mm hmm Yeah. Mm hmm And that's going to be the thing. Fast charging uh, without generating the heat. And right now, it looks like the Porsche is leading the pack in that. Yeah. So we're going to see how Tesla comes around and whether he leapfrogs it, matches it, or comes out with something completely different, which would not be surprising. <laughs> yeah. Coming up, it's time for Truth About Connected Cars, and Sasha's going to love this. So do stay tuned. Real 
facts, real opinions, real talk. This is Roadworthy Drive. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You are listening to Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. <laughs> we are Ken and Sasha. Yes, sir. Welcome, people. Yes. We're so glad you're here. Well, and then, um, as you had said before, uh, if you are actually interested in listening to uh, our podcasts or past episodes of the show. Wait a minute, wait a minute. there are past episodes. Past episodes, um, we keep three months, actually. What? On the website. What? The last three months. And and, how, and what's the name of the website? Um, ironically, huh? it is roadworthydrive.com. No kidding. <laughs> Wow. What else can they find there, Sasha? Well, we are completely, well, we're not completely redesigning, but I am adding a few things on there. After talking with a few of our listeners, um, especially this week, I couldn't believe the New Year's resolutions at some of these. (laughs) Uh, Remember, this is a family show, Sasha. You can't say that kind of stuff. Some of them, uh, their families are going to be getting a new dog. Um, Some of them, they're dealing with, you know, loss of a puppy, and so they're going to officially get one. And Okay. So, uh, new cars? Um, I had a few that because of what they actually heard on our show, their New Year's resolution, instead of buying a combustion engine, they are actually looking to get uh, either a hybrid or an electric. An electric, huh? Yes. Okay. But if they go to electric, uh, the two that I talked to, they were looking at a used Tesla. I got nothing. Right? I got so no- anyway. I got nothing. You can also find on the website, we're doing, um, I'm doing Time with Sasha, which is going to have the links to, uh, if you t- uh, if you click on the Tech with Sasha, mm-hmm. um, it's going to provide you with links uh, that I used for my segment in hour two. So research. Yes. Kind of additional information. Right. In case you want to dig. Mm-hmm. Right now, I have the segment or the links that I had used for the uh um, STEM toys for your kids, uh, coding for children. I had a lot of people. That like, is if you want to go off into the weeds a little bit. A little bit. But, I mean, it's just preparing your kid for what's going to be out there and available. Mobility, though. Right? Uh-huh. Oh, shush. Uh-huh. Mo- the, mobility. The robots that they're building are mobile. Uh-huh. There. Uh-huh. So, anyway. Uh, I did I, talk about mobile plants. <laughs> yes, you did. Okay. So Fair enough. I did have a lot of people reach out and actually want that. So, that is up there now. Also, yeah. social media. Social media. Um, we are on Facebook. We are on Snapchat. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. That is Tech with Sasha or RoadworthyDrive.com. Yeah, like us, people. Right. We're likable. Right. We're and friendly. Don't be afraid to actually post. Like, I love getting the instant messages from you guys, but don't be afraid to actually post on the page. Um, uh, yeah, but be nice. <laughs> be nice. We prefer that you be nice about it. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, we're going to send somebody to see you. Right. And so, and that may not be nice. Oh, stop it. You are I'm not just, sending my dog out there. <sighs> Buzzkill. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're not sending my Kronos out there. Uh-huh. In other words, people, be sure to check out the website. Like us on Facebook. You will be glad you did. Now, yes. Connected cars. Connected cars. Let me take a step back for a minute. Uh Uh-huh. Because I want to be clear here. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about autonomous cars. We're not talking about electric cars or hybrid cars necessarily. No. No. If you own Mm -hmm. a vehicle 
seven years old or newer. Or older than that. Not completely-ish. Okay. Hold on. Um, when they first came out with uh, OnStar. Right. Technically a connected car. Well, limited though. Because in the early days of OnStar, it came out in 97. Right. Uh, it was more directions and assistance. Mm -hmm. With the advent of vehicle as hotspot, mm -hmm. with the advent of the integration of your cell phone into your vehicle's infotainment center, right? you're more connected now than you ever were before. Yeah. Now, the difference is OnStar wasn't sending information uh, to a manufacturer or third party about your performance of your car. No, they really were not. And Today, then, however... Yeah. Uh, more than ever before, um, there's information going both ways. Now, here's a question. Did you really expect to share that much with strangers? And here's the other thing. Does it actually, um, does it impact your confidence in purchasing a new vehicle? But wait a minute. Your mom, didn't your mom tell you about talking to strangers? <laughs> Yet your car or truck is doing just that, people. Every single day. Uh, it's part of the privacy issue that gets us all hot and bothered here at Roadworthy Drive and not in a good way. And honestly, what they're doing is perfectly legal because until we actually get representatives that understand the magnitude of what is happening and the data that is being collected. And honestly, the security risks mm -hmm. that even our own means of transportation actually has the ability to be hacked. Yes. I mean, automakers are collecting valuable pieces of information thanks to internet connections, cameras, and sensors built into your recent vehicles yep. that are new. Did you hear about Volvo actually putting in a driver camera? A camera pointed at the driver. Uh, and that is kind of uh, your part of monitoring the driver. Yeah. Mercedes does it too. Yep. But the big issue is, and we reported on it here, um, that while it hasn't happened in the United States, uh, Europe, or Japan yet, it's happening right now in China. Right now. Uh, they've been Where automakers are sharing information, uh, location details of connected cars with the government. You're saying no serious incidents have occurred here no, in the United I'm States. No, I'm saying that right now, to our knowledge, and, and that's questionable, that they have not been sharing data with the government, literally, about your vehicle and you, that we know of. That we that, know that, of. I mean, that's all I can say. Yep. Let me say it this way. Okay. 2016, one of every five cars sold in the world could be plugged into the internet. Yeah. By 2020, that's next year, people... Gosh. Three out of every four cars. Oh. Yeah. Now, who's leading the way? General Motors, 46% of connected cars. Yep. BMW, 20%. Audi, 14%. Mercedes-Benz, 13%. And it's important to note, every Tesla built. Now, what is shocking to me, seeing that list, I'm not seeing Ford, mm -hmm. and I'm not seeing Toyota. And that is actually shocking to me. At yet. But remember, again, we've reported Toyota's investments in big data yeah. in order to collect data. So it's only a matter of time. Right. Because they're talking about in the past. Mm -hmm. We're talking about now. Here's something you should know. Um, do you own the data that's collected? Right now, we're not sure. Mm -hmm. Drivers own the data in the black boxes that monitor vehicles in a crash. Police and 
Insurers need a driver's consent or a court order to get that data. But here it is. There are no laws addressing data collected by the automakers through the vehicle's internet connections. Yeah, they maintain a constant connection to the internet, but they want to charge you if you want a hotspot from your vehicle. Uh, yeah, well, for the service. But they have a service right there that they're collecting the data on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, they claim that the, some of the major automakers have signed a voluntary agreement back in 2014 to get permission before sharing a driver's location, health, or behavior with third parties. But I asked the question, isn't that how Facebook tripped up? Yeah. Sharing for, you know, in uh, internal information that got used so much not internally. Well, and we all found out that Facebook wasn't necessarily truthful about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last up, is your new car obsolete? Don't move a muscle. Roadworthy Drive will be right back. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. We are Roadworthy Drive. This is Roadworthy Drive, and we're in our last segment of the hour. Before we get to the topic at hand, a programming note. The second hour of our program will feature a brand new installment of the popular Tech with Sasha segment. Tell them what you're going to talk about this week, Sasha. Okay, so as I hinted at earlier this year, or this year, goodness, earlier this hour, I am going to be bringing up an um, a topic which will render the whole uh, range anxiety for your electric vehicle, not a thing anymore. Wait, what you talking about, Willis? Not a thing at all. Second hour, huh? Second hour. Second hour. Second hour if starts at se- third segment. Yeah. If your favorite radio station does not have hour two of Roadworthy Drive, no worries. No worries. You can always go to the website that is roadworthydrive.com. And up Click there at the on. top, listen, mm-hmm. and that one, it ha- I have them divided by month. Just go to, dis- no, January. January. I'm going to have to make a new tab, January. Yes, you are. So, yes. Um, so, you'll want to click on that. And then, uh, right now, we're having a little bit of an issue with our RSS feed. So, the podcast will not be up on Google Play yet. Yeah, but it will be at the website. It will be 100%ly at the website. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. And that's Tech with Sasha during hour number two of Roadworthy Drive. Uh, Hey, Sasha. Yes. Let's talk about the 800-pound gorilla in the room. There's an 800-pound gorilla in the room? There is, but he's restrained. Does he speak sign language? No, he's restrained. Oh. Here's the question. Okay. Is the average new vehicle being driven off the lot this week Mm -hmm. already obsolete? Yes, sir, it is. Ooh. Yes, sir, it is. And I'll go one further. Mm-hmm. By the time your vehicle, if it is a gas combustion engine. and Or I diesel. Know, or diesel. It, well, I'm not going to throw diesel in the same I bus. I am. I know. I am. But by the time you are done paying off your vehicle, I'm going to tell you that the demand or the desire for that vehicle is going to be almost non-existent. Let me read a statement from a writer. Oh, that a is writer. harsh. Hold on. I'm reading over his shoulder, folks. This is harsh. Within a few years, yep. electric vehicles will be superior to gasoline-powered cars in every respect. 
now. Oh, you're not going to read the headline? No. You have to read Hold the headline. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> this was not some tree-hugging left wing, with no disrespect to those of us who are, love the environment, Right. organization. No, it was not. That came from an article, wait for it, mm. in the Wall Street Journal. And I'm going to be the one to put my toe in this. The title is Electric Cars May Already Be Making Gas Cars As Obsolete As Flip Phones. Why you got to hate on my Motorola Razor? Really? Oh, dude, I love that Motorola Razor. Yeah. But you know what? Once the BlackBerry came out, I mean, uh, I'm still sticking to my BlackBerry. Let it go, Sasha. 8330 forever. Let it go, with girl. Rollerball. Let it go. I'm trying. Uh, this is not written last year. This no. wasn't written last month. No. This was written this month. But I mean, with Rivion, which we're waiting to see, you know, that actually in action, they are 100% true. I mean, it's one of those things where you might hate EV. You might come up with whatever thing that pops into your head and believe these myths and everything else. That might be your thing, and I that's your opinion. But the fact of the matter is, with the technology that is going into the electric vehicles, they are basically what you're doing is that you're trying to, you know, I'm going to stick with my Windows 98 right you're now. You're throwing everything under the bus. <laughs> I stuck with Windows XP for a long Stop time. It. Do not Don't acknowledge that Don't on a technology hating. show. Don't be hating. People, they did. No, but he not just anymore. But not anymore. Yeah, he's upgraded to Windows 7 now? Yes. <laughs> and Windows 10 on my laptop. Thank you very much. There you go. Anyway. Uh huh. If by any means you buy a new gas powered car, SUV, or truck, yeah. you may find it increasingly obsolete and difficult to resell. Yes. This is not our opinion in this case, folks. No. Nope. This is coming from those that know in the financial realm. Yeah. Hard truth. We used to talk about wanting to own an electric vehicle because, oh, we want to reduce our independence on foreign oil. Uh, yeah, we're the leader in natural gas production and Oil production. And that's a shout out at my friends in the back in oil fields, by the way. Hey, uh, y'all. The only but, reason. But why. hold on. Yes. EVs. Mm-hmm. Vastly lower operating costs. Yes. No fluids, no nope. moving parts, no gasoline, tune ups or adjustments, filters, hazardous chemicals. Not there. Yep. The only issue I've got about an electric vehicle mm-hmm. is that right now, with current technology, it tends to be. Uh, Haters of those of us that live in apartments. Which, ironically, with the my, with the range that they're putting mm-hmm. on these electric vehicles, mm-hmm. um, it's not geared to rural people. Not so yet. So they're mostly people that live in cities. A lot of the people that live in cities are going to be living in an apartment. What? Or at least... Because, I mean, if you're living in a townhouse, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not familiar with all this. I refuse to live like that. But um, with the townhouse, don't you have your own side? So you have your like your own driveway? Yeah, but you still have to have the right kind of cord. Wintertime, rain, if you don't have a garage. Well, and, and then that do. would just be like the same kind of cord that people would use for your Christmas lights. Yeah, it's st- Yeah, but... Definitely I mean, it more still current makes me over nervous. a period of time. Yeah. But here it is. Right now, with the falling price of lithium-ion batteries, and regular listeners know we've talked about fluoride batteries, solid-state lithium, and graphene. These are all potential game changers yep. to further even push the cost down. And in some cases, 
Here's a news flash. In some cases, there are some fleet operators who have already said, and we've reported here, that the cost of running an electric vehicle commercially is at or below the cost of running an internal combustion engine vehicle, same weight and size. Yep. That is a fact today. Lithium-ion batteries have dropped 85% in cost in the last nine years. Yeah, and, you know, it's one of those things where, again, facts, no one's going to want. Like, no dealership's going to want it. No softball. You might come up with, like, some kids or maybe some uh, some per- people that still don't like electric vehicles. They might want to buy your electric car or, I mean, your gasoline you know, truck or SUV or something like that. But by the time you get done paying it, let's say you get a truck right now and you've got an eight-year note, then what are you going to do? Who's going to buy your truck at this point? Okay, eight years. If you have to take eight years to pay for something, maybe you need to reconsider whether or not you should be paying it. Well, what's the longest note that they have right now? Six to seven years. And seven years is abomination as far as I'm concerned. Right. Okay, so six-year note. Yeah. So, yeah. But the bottom line is that this is coming, and I guess we'll have to see. They're saying the inflection point would be probably in the middle part of the 2020s before this becomes an issue. Okay. It gets right down to how far they can take this thing and how many more breakthroughs they can go. Well, that concludes this hour of Roadworthy Drive. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye, folks. And don't forget Hour 2 on the website. Roadworthy Drive is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Roadworthy Drive Productions Incorporated.